0: And now we have on the line with us Professor Alan Dershowitz, just a couple of decades at Harvard Law. He's a constitutional scholar and expert. Professor Dershowitz, I'm sure you were watching that hearing today. I want to tell everybody what this woman, Cassidy Hutchinson, claims. This is what she's claiming. She says that the president, then President Trump, said, take me to the Capitol now. And she claims when they wouldn't, Trump lunged at the wheel and tried to take it over. I mean, have you ever heard such hyperbole? And where is this woman coming from two years after the fact?
1: Well, it just sounds like she's uh, preparing a television drama like House of Cards. Uh, First of all, totally irrelevant. Let's assume it's true. Let's assume that the the President Trump wanted to keep his promise to the people he spoke to when he said, I will join you in front of the Capitol. Let's assume that's true. And let's assume that the Secret Service said, no, no, we're not taking you there. And the president said, hey, I'm the boss. Uh, I'm the one who makes the decision. I'm going to the Capitol. Let's assume that's all true. That's just television. It's just drama. It's just, you know... The melodrama. chances of it being true is like
2: one-tenth to one percent.
1: Yeah, but even if it is, that's the point. It's only in order to paint the uh, President Trump in a, in a negative way. But it, it bears no relationship on any of the things that the uh, January 6th Committee is supposed to be doing. Uh, if the president was on his way to the Capitol... Uh, He said he was going to the Capitol. Democrats have criticized him for breaking his promise and not going to the Capitol. Now they're criticizing him for uh, allegedly, according to this one person, keeping his promise and wanting to go to the Capitol. He can't do anything right. You know that. When the Democrats control the show, they're going to control the narrative.
2: It's uh, it, it's similar to what they did to Judge Kavanaugh. That woman couldn't uh, couldn't remember where she met him, where she had uh, sex with him, or where she et cetera. <laughs> Believe but, me, I
1: I know that I know that phenomenon but well. The best one, people who can't remember anything the best and, one. And they, the best
2: one it. was Elon Musk's answer <laughs> when that girl uh, uh, flight attendant the said. flight attendant says you took your clothes off, you're going to do X Y Z says. Well, why don't you describe uh, what, what I my, look like, my, what f- I look like, what my
0: yeah. uh, p- private parts look like. Uh, and you uh, never heard anything again.
1: <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah.
0: Well, Trump said he doesn't know who this woman is. Rudy Giuliani says he doesn't know who this woman is. She was, what, 23 at the time. She was an aide to Mark Meadows. Why is this coming out of nowhere? She, they, they put this hearing on today saying she was in fear for her life. This sounds all too. It does sound like it's a lifetime movie. Very, very fanciful.
2: The problem is, and this is Tony Carbonetti. There's, there's no one to question her. That's the, the, the big point. mistake That's that the McCarthy point. made was that not appointing anyone. That, that There's no rebuttal. It's, it's,
0: it's Look, not a hearing. Made. It's a TV show. The hearsay. Everybody, I'm not a lawyer. even a I know it's even I know what she is claiming is hearsay, and it would not be admissible in a court. Correct, Professor Dershowitz? Well,
1: Well, nothing is admissible if it's not subject to cross-examination. Cross-examination is essential in our Constitution. It's the greatest engine of truth ever invented, according to uh, Blackstone. And uh, the Democrats have deliberately distorted the hearing to avoid any possibility of confrontation, cross-examination, or presenting opposing points of view. Nobody should take seriously anything stated at that hearing. The definition of a witness under the law is somebody who swears under oath and is then subject to cross-examination. These people aren't witnesses. They're narrators. They're fiction writers. They're people who want to have their say. But if they're not subject to cross-examination, they're not witnesses. They're not real witnesses. And the Democrats created a scenario where you wouldn't have any witnesses in front of this committee, anybody who's subject to cross-examination or even being asked a hard question.
2: Alan, it's uh, it's Richard Weinberger. Related to that is the search warrants that were just executed against a couple of—Professor Eastman and, and Clark, who was a part of the Justice Department at the time, and the search warrants— were given to the Inspector General of the Department of Justice. Will you please explain to me how the Inspector General of the Department of Justice has the ability to get search warrants against these people?
1: Well, first of all, the Inspector General of the Justice Department generally does not have the ability to get search warrants. You have to go to a court to get...
2: Well, I, I know, but the application comes from, from them. But that's well, not the responsibility yeah, well, of the Inspector General.
1: It's not their responsibility. It's the responsibility of prosecutors in the, in the office. But I suspect that if it comes from the Justice Department at all, it has uh, cover and it has the imprimatur of of the law. But, you know, you have to look very hard at at, at why are these people having these search warrants issued at this time and whether the search warrants are are legitimate law enforcement activities, whether they're uh, designed to uh, show a crime. I mean, that all will be litigated at the proper time. You know what? It's, it, it's clear to me. This is Craig Eaton, professor. It, it, this is a carefully scripted hearing for TV, um, just to to sway public opinion. There's no question. Look, it was a surprise hearing. It wasn't even scheduled. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Suddenly, this witness comes forward. I can understand. She's 23 years old. Um, she's been criticized. Look at how much I was criticized for defending the president on the floor of the Senate. She's 23 years old, and she doesn't want to ruin her career. So she wants to be perceived as somebody who is now on the right side. And that's the way CNN has presented her, as a hero, as the new John Dean, as somebody who was inside and is now telling the truth. But John Dean was subject to cross-examination. And everybody else who appeared and testified uh, generally throughout our history has been subject to cross-examination. This is unique. Uh, It goes back to the Salem witch trials, and it goes back to the McCarthy period where people were just uh, presented and accepted as as gospel without any opportunity to present an opposing narrative. Look, everybody's at fault here. Pelosi is at fault for having turned down uh, some of the people who were recommended for the committee. Then the Republicans acted foolishly by not putting at least three or four real Republicans on the committee who could ask questions. And now I think the public is stuck with a show. Uh, Look, the Republicans were also wrong in the beginning for not accepting a commission like the 9-11 Commission, comprised of experts, comprised of nonpartisan people who could have really gotten to the bottom of all of this. And the American people would have believed it as they believed 9-11. But the combination of everybody looking for their short-term interest and political gains has resulted in show instead of truth.
2: And it also, it's a follow-up to the two uh, impeachment proceedings where there was no credibility.
1: Yeah, and of course, in the impeachment proceedings, you don't have to allow cross-examination because the impeachment itself is only a an indictment. And indictments don't require cross-examinations, but the trials themselves should permit for any witness to be cross-examined. But of course, in the impeachments, witnesses were not called, so it was just done on purely— Kind of legal grounds, but uh, they were also I, I believe shams and 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 not particularly uh, consistent with what the Constitution requires
0: Professor Dershowitz, one last question. Nancy Pelosi, she's claiming that she can codify abortion. Uh, Elizabeth Warren is claiming that she wants to put up tents in national parks so women can go get abortions there. Uh, Can they overrule the Supreme Court? Is this even legislatively possible, what they are proposing? The Vice President, Kamala Harris, said they're also looking into this? Well,
1: that's going to be the real question for the future. If Congress were to pass a statute saying that the Commerce Clause uh, permits Congress to legislate because people cross state lines in order to have abortions, that would go up to the Supreme Court. The issue of whether you could have acts that are illegal in the state, legal in the in the national parks or in army bases or on Indian reservations, those are very, very complicated and, and difficult issues. They arose in the context also of, of drugs. They arose in the context of segregation back in the early days. So it has a history, and there's no definitive answer to those questions. And I don't blame the Warrens and the Pelosi's for trying, but ultimately it's going to come back to the same Supreme Court, which rendered the Dobbs decision. So Do it they remains think to be seen that the habit. American
2: people are that stupid to just believe all this crap? I think they do. Well,
1: remember, sixty five 60% of Americans, according to yeah. a poll yesterday, uh, support uh, a, a woman's right to have abortion, at least at some stage. And are opposed to the Dobbs decision, so you know they may believe that they have the American public on their side, and, yeah. and that may exactly be right. And it may come back to hurt the, the Republicans in the midterm elections. Uh, I, I always thought that the woman, woman has to make it.
2: her own decision with a doctor and a family. Yeah, uh, uh, of course. Uh, Professor Gerstwecht, thank you so much. Uh, uh, God bless oh, you, and pleasure. God loves you. You know that.
1: Uh, Thank you so much. Be well. We're going to take a break,
2: and when we come back, we're going to have Hank Schenkoff, uh, one of the greatest uh, analysts uh, of elections uh, in our century, and um, we'll find out what the heck is going on today. Today is inauguration, not inauguration. Today is primary election day, and let's take that break.
1: Go ahead. Make my day.